exploring faith journeys and inspiring ministries that embody the good news of God, this is the Cumberland Road. I'm your host, T.J. Milanowski, and today we have with us soon-to-be-ordained Alan Butler. He's originally from Fort Worth, Texas. He has uh, a B.A. in Anthropology from Butler University. He's a recent graduate of Memphis Theological Seminary. He's a youth pastor at St. John United Methodist Church in Memphis, Tennessee, and he is the coordinator of benefits for the Board of Stewardship of the Cumberland Presbyterian Church. Alan, it's good to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. Alan, let's jump right into it. Share with us your first encounter with God. I think uh, it was at a youth camp when I was in elementary school. Um, and I don't know if you know Jeff Gale, uh, but he was preaching that week. And um, as the week went on, you know, kids are getting tired and, and we somehow, you know, kind of manipulate uh, experiences of God. And I don't know that that's necessarily the case, but in this uh, situation, he said uh, in his sermon, do you feel that right now? And everybody kind of looked around and, and we nodded and kind of agreed with one another. We're like, yeah, I do feel that right now. Um, and so I think it was just a powerful sermon that, um, that made me feel something that I don't know that I'd ever felt before. What originally brought you to camp as a youth? Um, I think that was just—that uh, was just understood. That's what you're supposed to do uh, as a as a kid in the Cumberland Presbyterian Church. You just go to camp. <laughs> so, what were you feeling when Jeff asked? You know, paused and had that moment. What were you feeling in that moment? I think. God was always something that, you know, we talked about at home or in church and things like that. And I wanted so badly to know what other people were referring to. Uh, you know, you just, I, I believed in God because I was told to believe in God for the most part. You know, that's kind of how we learn our faith. Um, and eventually it kind of clicked that week. And I said, oh, this is what everybody's talking about. This is that incredible feeling that God can give you when you feel God's presence in your life. Mm -hmm. So after camp, you went home and what did you tell your family? Uh, well, at that point, I, I think I probably started talking about seeing ministry as a, as a viable career. Um, wow. And yeah, and that kind of confirmed feelings that I'd had before. I think when I was much younger, I thought I wanted to be uh, a missionary. Um, and then as I got a little older, I thought, well, maybe maybe not that, but I could do something in a church. I could stay local and, and see how that goes. And so um, that was just one kind of confirmation at that point that made me think that maybe ministry is a, a real possibility for me. So here you are, a young man in junior high or high school, mm -hmm. and you're feeling this tug towards ministry right it's pretty countercultural. yeah uh definitely um yeah man, i i still think i'm a little crazy for for doing this but you know <laughs> we're here <laughs> so at that time what did you think ministry meant when you were fooling that or feeling that pull and that tug 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, I grew up in a small church, so we never had a youth pastor. Um, My father was the choir director, and I don't know that he necessarily saw that as a ministry, um, although it absolutely is. Uh, So I really only had experience with a senior pastor. And so I thought ministry meant preaching every Sunday. Um, And that's, you know, that's the case for a lot of us, I think, because that's just, that's the way you see it. and yeah, I mean, obviously over the years that's expanded a ton, um, but yeah, that was my first kind of understanding of what ministry was. So you saw your relationship with Christ and your call to ministry kind of tied in together at the same time as a young, young person. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So you carry that into Butler University. Right. And yet you studied anthropology. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Is that problematic? No, not at all. Why anthropology? Um, that's a good question. I, so I started thinking I wanted to do psychology, and psychology was too uh, kind of hard of a science. Not that it was especially difficult, just that it dealt with facts and figures and things like that. And I really preferred my, my soft sciences, that uh, the study could be kind of whatever I I wanted it to be. Um, And so anthropology gave me the opportunity to look at other people and look at their cultures and um, find value in it, no matter, you know, what it is that they're practicing, be it religion or language or whatever other cultural aspect. Yeah. So were you carrying your relationship with God through Christ and your call to ministry? Is that right alongside with your studies in anthropology at that time? Yeah, I think it, I think it absolutely could be. Um, I, when I went to college, I thought there's no way I'm doing ministry um, and really looked at just about anything I could do uh, <laughs> to avoid uh, seminary and this call that I had received. Um, and so I really thought I wanted to do uh, nonprofit work, which frequently uh, goes hand in hand with ministry, but I wanted to be able to do it and not have to call it ministry. Mm. Um, And that did not work out for me uh, because here I am. So, yeah, what was the turning point for you of not only being a professing Christian, but going ahead and answering the call to to the ministry of the Word and Sacrament? I'm sorry, will you repeat that? I didn't... Sure. So, um, you know, you're a professing Christian, mm-hmm. uh, student in college, um, kind of distanced yourself away from the call to ministry. But at some point, you've, you're have you about to be ordained. So what was the turning point or the embracement? Yeah, um, I... I, you know, I continued going to Bible studies held regularly by um, my RA uh, and uh, would go to church pretty frequently. I won't say every Sunday, but still fairly frequently. Um, And, you know, I still wanted my relationship with God, but I didn't want to have to do ministry. So uh, I graduated, um, decided not to, well, after I got a couple of job offers in Indianapolis, where Butler is, um, I decided that I needed to be back home and 
Um, so I moved back to Fort Worth, um, applied to a few places, but it was kind of difficult being that uh, most people have never heard of Butler University outside of maybe the basketball program 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know that they thought that my degree or school was valid enough. Anyways, I had a difficult time finding a job, so I worked as a valet for uh, a year. And during kidding. That, yeah, <laughs> that was a lot of work. Uh, got to meet a couple celebrities, and that was fun. Uh, Harrison Ford touched my hand at some point. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so through all that, I really it it kind of forced me to take another look at what I'd kind of been ignoring for a little while and so I talked to uh, Randy Hardesty um, my senior pastor and I talked to Jeff Gale and um, kind of came to the determination that seminary was the place for me and uh, so you know I talked to my presbytery and uh, I talked to the session at my home church in Trinity and um, they all agreed that that was probably what was best for me as well. Um, and so after a year of moving back to Fort Worth, I moved to Memphis and got started. So here we are. So as you entered into seminary, did you still kind of have that, I'm not real sure, still kind of exploring yes. the call to ministry? I think I, think I you know, I knew I was called, but I didn't know what to exactly. Mm. And so the seminary actually gave me a number of opportunities to do, you know, youth camps and go preach at churches and, uh, you know, a youth ministry job and all kinds of things. And so I got to see different aspects of ministry and what that could look like in my life. Um, so that was really an excellent opportunity. Did you uh, serve a particular church um, while you were at seminary, or you just kind of sampled here and there? I was at um, Brunswick in Arlington mm-hmm. for almost six months, me and uh, uh, Claire. What's Claire's last name? Claire Little? Claire Little. Yeah. Uh, would, uh, we would switch off every week, so, so she would have two weeks out of the month, and I would have the other two, roughly. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they kept me around until they hired somebody full time. So they did not tire of my, uh, five minute sermons uh, <laughs> out of there by 1130 every day. Oh, who could tire of a five yeah, to seven yeah, minute sermon? That's good. <laughs> Go to church, How quickly can I get out of here? <laughs> I'm sure you were well received. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, you were able to uh, continue your studies and kind of wrestle with this call and what it would look like and had the opportunity to kind of feel and explore different areas. Mm-hmm. So how did you settle in as youth pastor at St. John? Um, so I actually went on a trip to Scotland with Barry Anderson. Um, we were doing Celtic Christianity and spirituality. And uh, the associate pastor at St. John's happened to be on that trip. I'd never met her before. Um, We'd gone to seminary for, I guess, three years together. Had never spoken to her. And she thought that I wasn't terrible. She said, we've been looking for a youth pastor for a while. 
And I said, okay, um, I know some friends who are interested in doing that. So I'll just send, uh, I'll send them your information. And she said, okay. And then I, we got back and I said, yeah, let me tell my friends because they offered a little bit more money for the job. I said, oh, well, I'll reach out to a few more people. I think they'll be interested. And she says, why don't you apply for it? I said, okay, but I'll still, you know, I'll still let other people have the opportunity. And then I think another week had gone by and she said, Alan, stop telling other people about this. Just take the job. <laughs> so I did. Um, and I don't know if I just didn't think I wanted to do youth ministry, but I'm really glad I've, I've taken that position. It's been a lot of fun and um, just very rewarding to watch the kids kind of grow. How long have you been serving as a youth minister? Uh, two years. Okay. What's been your favorite part about that? I think watching the kids kind of grow uh, in their relationship with Christ, I think um, that's just been incredible to watch. And some of these kids that you don't expect to say the most profound things have some of the most profound things to say about their relationship with God. And that's always just so cool to, to watch their faces kind of light up when something clicks and they're like, oh, this is what this is like. Yeah. Um, and so that's been really great. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Currently, um, as coordinator of benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's been, I think two months roughly. Uh, so it's been, um, Robert told me he was going to just, you know, throw me into the fire. <laughs> so, uh, we've been running, um, I'm handling all of the insurance for the denomination, for the ministers in the denomination, um, and handling a lot of the retirement benefits. So if you're looking to retire or need insurance, come let me know. We also do something really cool that I think has been probably the most rewarding aspect of this so far, which is uh, the financial aid we offer. And so we might have a minister who's sick or um, a spouse of theirs who's sick and they just need a little bit of extra help. Um, I've gotten two letters in the mail um, from things that, from, you know, monies that we've sent out uh, and they, these people are so grateful for just anything that can go their way. And so I think that's made every little bit of stress that goes along with this job absolutely worthwhile. So, yeah, you became the coordinator of benefits for the Cumberland Presbyterian denomination during time of pandemic mm -hmm. and following the footsteps of Mark Duck. And I guess he he was in that position for several years. I think close to 15, maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, you're just starting starting a new ministry during a time of not only a new decade, but kind of a new territory for the entire world to be in. Yes. Alan, where do you see God currently working in your life? Um, I think th this whole situation has made me a lot more patient. Um, and that's been really great, whether it's trying to work with the youth, um, setting up Zoom calls three or four times a week, trying mm -hmm. to teach Sunday school, trying to get everybody focused on the same thing. Um, I think the patience has also come with this job and making phone calls regularly and trying to keep in contact with people who uh, need to give me more information or need more information from me. 
Um, but I think adding all this technology into ministry in a way that I've never had to do before uh, has really opened my eyes to kind of the, I don't know, the potential that it has. Because I, I remember when, you know, I was growing up in church, technology was a bad thing. Uh, we were frequently told, you know, stop spending all that time on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Is one of the only ways we get to communicate and stay in touch with each other now. Um, so it's allowing me to just kind of learn new ways to, to do this thing that we've called ministry. And um, I think it's going in a good direction at the moment. Right. We're having to embrace different ways of communicating for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um. What uh, what are some of your hopes and aspirations for the church as we look presently, but also in the future? If you had the ability to make changes for the better, um, what what would they be for the church? For the church universal? You can start locally. You can talk about the Cumberland Presbyterian denomination and the church church at large. Okay. Um, locally, I'd like to see more, maybe more activism. Um, let's say, you know, in the Memphis community, I, I think there's so much work that can be done in uh, Memphis alone. And I'd love to see more churches coming together um, as the body where, you know, we can address these things. We can, we can, face these challenges and, and help those who are hurting. Um, there's a lot of resources that all these churches have collectively. It would be great to, uh, to see them use that together. For the Cumberland Church, I would love it if we uh, rejoined our sister denomination. I think that would be fantastic. Obviously, we can't do that if we don't have GA. Uh, so that's no one's fault. Um, Universally, I I think we need to do a better job of caring for one another. Um, I think the division uh, that we've seen, I, I don't want to say lately, I feel like there's that's always been kind of a divide. We just tend to politicize it more now maybe than, than previously, but people don't like each other generally, so <laughs> we won't pretend that that hasn't existed. Um, but I'd love to see what we can do uh, to, you know, create hope and create change and offer grace to one another. And, um, you know, especially in light of a pandemic, we see all the crazy things that can happen and all the trouble that people can be in and have. So it would be great if we loved each other a little bit more. Mm. Spread out a little more forgiveness. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Never a bad thing. No. Well, Alan, it, it sounds like you are a busy man. Is there anything that um, that you're working on that um, people can continue to be in dialogue with you or find out more about you or, or reach out to you, not just as a coordinator of benefits, but as somebody who is approaching ordination to the Word and Sacrament and, and um, just the gifts and skills that you bring to ministry in general? Uh, well, I think you can find me at uh, www.cumberland.org, uh, although I think Mark Duck's picture is still on there, but you can just replace 
his <laughs> face and name with mine and uh and find me there feel free to contact me um uh, maybe i should have told you earlier i don't uh, i don't do a blog i'm not writing anything uh okay well i have thought i i, I at the start of the pandemic i started working on a, a fiction book uh that i'm still in the introduction of so uh not a lot of traction there but wow i'll keep you posted if uh if i make any more progress on that okay all right all right so to uh reach alan go to www.cumberland.org and uh, you'll find Alan and his contact info there. You won't find his photo yet, but you will soon. And um, Alan, I appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing today. Thank you for having me. Folks, thank you for listening to today's podcast. Tell a friend and travel with us on our next journey down Cumberland Road. Mm-hmm.